0: Up, I'll Hallelujah. preach our people before you say today, today, oh God, zero right now, oh God. Lord, give a word convenient for our souls on today, oh God. word convenient, oh God, that we may grow in you today, oh God, that we may look to you today, oh God, that we may stand on your promises today, oh God. Lord, we bless your name right now, oh God. We lift every, every person, oh God, on this line on today, oh God. Just think it's not robbery, oh God to come and sit at your mercy feet, oh God, as you stand on today, yeah. oh God. Lord, feed us, O oh God. Hallelujah. Feed us what we stand and need off today, O oh God. Lord, let your so word, oh God, fall God. on good ground today, O oh God.
1: Hallelujah. Let us
0: soothe, oh God. Let us comfort, O oh God. Let us deliver, oh God. Let us do what you call us to do, O oh God, Hallelujah.
2: to cleanse Hallelujah.
0: us today, O oh God. For your name's sake and your glory, O oh God. Lord, we bless your name today, O oh God. And Lord, you. and
1: Lord, we thank you. And Lord, we praise you. Lord, these
0: are all blessings, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name we praise. Thank God, amen.
1: Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank, Lord.
2: thank you, Lord. Thank Hallelujah. you, Thank you, Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are just also lifting up our sister, Anita, in the summer her daughter yeah. is in the hospital it just like this morning they're fighting Jesus. you know for her to breathe and just like you yeah. know God, I just lift up a honey, and her heart before you, Father God.
0: Yes, Lord. Yes.
1: God, we know the heart of that mom, yes, just Jesus. like a bleeding right yes. now. Oh, yes. hallelujah. Father God, she has already gone through enough, Thank oh God. Jesus. In this yes. last 12 months, yes. losing all her brothers and sisters across now,
2: yes.
1: she is in the hospital fighting for her daughter, Father yes, God. Lord. God, the Bible says that when two of you on earth agree on one thing, yes, the Father please, in heaven yes,
0: please, yes, will do please, it for their yes, sake. Please, Father
1: God, I'm in agreement with all my brothers and Thank sisters Lord. on this line.
2: Thank you, Father please,
1: God, yes. the Bible is, is, yeah, is so Lord. real. Father God, you are a Thank reviving please, God. You revive lives, oh God.
0: Please. Thank you,
1: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: Thank you,
1: God, lift up this mom right mm. now, Father God. You know, renew the strength for both Brittany and yes. Anita this morning, Father God. And there's yes. so many, Father God, that uh, you yes. know are, are are right now giving their very Thank best you. to to save their marriages, Thank to you. save their businesses, uh, Father God. Yes. There are so many. Father God, that are out there giving up everything that they have, Father God. Even this morning, Father God, as we lift up this nation before you, Father God, a new revival will fall upon this nation, oh God, that as we celebrate the risen Savior, let the revival of the Heavenly Father descend right now on this nation, of oh God, that this nation will yes, Jesus. take the rightful Jesus. role in the world, Father yes, Lord, God, Jesus. just to lead, Father yes, God, this nation and everyone yes, in this yes, nation, Father God, yes, will one day know yes, that Jesus is the Lord, that he yes, Lord. is the only risen Savior that can save yes, this mankind. Yes, there is no other blood that can save. Yes, Hallelujah sprinkle you. your blood across the yes, four Lord. corners yes, of this nation, yes, O oh God, yes, and revive yes, this nation, O oh God. Revive this land, O oh God. This land yes, needs healing more than any yes, time in the, the history God of this God. nation, O oh God. Yes, God, the Bible says it's my people who yes, are called Jesus. by my name
2: Humble yep. themselves, yep. teach yes. my face yep.
1: and pray yep. and teach from yep. their wicked ways. Then yep. I will yep. hear them from heaven. Yep. I will forgive their sins yep. and, yep. and I will heal yep. their lives. Yep. The Father God, this yep. morning as we to Father God. Oh. We want to yep. see yep. the revival yep. break out in this yep. nation, yep. Yep. Father God. Yep. When yep. every yep. other nation is yep. sleeping, yep. this nation will wake up. Father God, the, the, the amazing Father God flow of your grace and mercy upon this nation, Father God. This morning, Father God, we are asking for you to forgive this land, Father God, for all the things that we have done to this land, Father God. The things, this land, Father God. This is the things that we have knowingly or unknowingly broke your covenant, Father God. This morning, we want a fresh anointing upon this nation Jesus. that you will just Let's like a, give Jesus. us a few father god a few the vision father god yes, that Lord. will just like turn this nation father god oh, for you, god, you and god. your glory Let's hallelujah
2: Lord. god we surrender
1: ourselves father god into your mighty
2: hands
1: That you will, Father God, put in each and every one of us to pray for our family. Father God, pray for Father God, a fresh anointing this morning. Father God, the Bible says your grace is new every day. God, We are done with the grace from yesterday, Father God, we are done with the grace of like last week, Father God, your grace from last month, Father God, we want your fresh anointing of your grace this morning upon us and our families, oh God, you are the God who can pour Honor us this, he read read Hallelujah. Let your mercy you, Father that the same me. anointing that you put on those disciples.
2: Yes, yes Lord. the
1: first time that they saw you thank come you, alive. Yes. When you thank walked you through to the door prayer. which was closed, thank you, Father Lord. God, thank when, you, God. when they saw you, there was a fresh anointing, thank which is you, like Jesus. a renewed oh, day. Yes. God, Lord. I pray that you will break that into our souls this morning. Yes. Thank, thank you, Jesus. you Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank yes, Jesus. You, Glory Jesus. to you, Father God. Glory to you.
2: Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: So, yes, Tutikara, yes, yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, yes, Jesus. oh oh Jesus, thank you, Father God,
0: thank you, thank you, thank hallelujah. touch yes, yourself,
1: you. you. Father you. yes. oh, yes. you. you. God, when yes. you poured that anointing upon Aaron, it just like went from his head to his toes, That's Father right. God, I pray the same anointing yes. upon everyone, that is listening to this you. voice this morning, Father God, that you will hold here, that here, anointing from the head Thank to the toe, Father Thank God, we will reach Jesus. out Jesus. and Jesus. touch Jesus. your grace your one more time, Father God. Thank we Jesus. will reach out our hands above our and touch Jesus. your mercy one more time this morning. Thank Thank God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. oh Father God.
2: Thank you. Thank you. You are the
1: King of Kings and the Lord of Lords.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Hallelujah. Yes. Oh yeah, Father God. We are oh. hungry oh. You for you.
2: Yes, Father God. Yes. Yes. We are thirsting for
1: you, Father God. You are the
2: You are the
1: resurrection and the life,
0: oh God. Oh, Hallelujah.
1: You are the resurrection and life of oh Father God. I can see Give us Thank that anointing, God. Father Thank God, as we listen to your word, Father God. Let Thank every cluster of our body, every drop of our blood yes just get renewed this morning. Listening Thank to Jesus. you, Father God, we are waiting for yes you, Lord. for clarity yes. in our lives, Father yes. God. We are waiting for you, for the directions, yes. oh God. We are waiting for you, yes. Father God, for yes. the fresh new way that you will open where there is no door is open, Father yes. God. Make a road where there is no road, <laughs> Father God. Make a way, Father God. Make a way this morning. Thank Hallelujah. You, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you,
1: Lord. Hallelujah. We surrender ourselves, Father God. Thank, Thank you, you, Jesus. We God. Hallelujah. Fresh. Amen.
0: Hallelujah.
2: You, Hallelujah. The conference has been muted.
1: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It is so beautiful to have everyone come up this morning. Um, You know, if you have your Bible, great. If you don't have it nearby, that's perfectly fine. I'm going to read for you and me from Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. Mark 16, verses 1 through 8. This is like a a three days after Jesus was crucified and buried. Right on the now that that Sunday, the Sabbath day, right, Um, there were three women: Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, brought spices that they might come and anoint him. Because when Jesus was like a crucified, nobody was actually ready for it. They were all like, you know, um, watching him from a distance, all the things that were happening to him. So they just wanted to anoint. In those days, every family had a tomb. Jesus did not even have a tomb because he didn't need it, because it was just like, you know, needed only for two or three days. And so, you know, there is no need for permanence. Uh, And so there was no tomb for which Jesus uh, invested his money on. And so a tomb was borrowed, and uh, they they always have like a a big stone. I have no idea how these three women thought that they can actually move the stone, but they showed up with the oil, anointing oil, that they wanted to put it on Jesus' body. Very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? Right? Because when we read in Matthew 27, that normally there is this, this big stone that is rolled at the entrance of this cave, which they had it like a tomb. And Pilate was, you know, not really sure what's going to happen. So he put a seal, like a, he just like, a, you know, not only put the stone, but he just like a blocked every possibility of moving the stone. So that's why these women are wondering, how can I just move the stone, right? But when they looked up and they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side and they were alarmed. So they were expecting Jesus or the body of Jesus in this place. Nobody expected Jesus to be resurrected. Even the disciples who were traveling with him for the three years that he was talking about this very thing, but nobody believed him, right? But he said, this is the angel speaking, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. If, if uh, you know, we were writing the tomb, we would have said the tomb is empty, available to let, right? See the place where they laid him, but go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee, there you will see him as he said to you. Earlier, when Jesus said like about his resurrection, he's talking about coming to Galilee. And we will do some study on that later. But for this morning, right, the thing that is so critical is that the very tomb in which they put Jesus in on Friday evening is empty. That tomb is, has got nothing in it right now. That tomb, even till this day, does not have anyone put in that tomb. And that tomb is the hope for which we are here this morning. And these women... Quickly fled from the tomb for they trembled and were amazed, and they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. The thing is this when this whole thing happened, Jesus has been preaching for three years. Can you imagine Jesus in this earth when he was walking on those streets, uh, speaking the Sermon on the Mount? uh, And doing everything, he only had 120 followers, including the 12 apostles, right? Jesus, the son of God, was preaching the word every single day. He was speaking about the kingdom. So my first encouragement to everyone that's listening to this message this morning is this. This day, you know, when you have everything that you have done to get for your family, for your business, for your mission, that your cause, that your um, your church uh, or your ministry, whatever may be the case, that you put everything together and you're still not there where you wanted, or not there where God wanted you to be, know this for sure. That, that revival is coming, that breakthrough is coming, that resurrection is coming. God is out there to outbreak every block from your life and my life. God is out there to just give us this strength to break through, right? And that's why those 120 followers that Jesus had in, in this last 2,000 years has broke out into 2.3 billion people who claim to be the followers of Christ this morning. 2.3 billion people. One out of three human beings on this earth are Christians. The Christian church is the largest organization in the world. The church, the Christian church, is larger than China. Christian church is larger than China and Europe put together. Christian church is larger than China and Europe and America put together. How come when Jesus was out there with only 120 people, they were able to break out is because when Jesus showed up on this day, he just brought a fresh renewal of their soul, fresh renewal of their strength. And this morning, my prayer is this, that God will raise up in you and me a fresh anointing this morning, that whatever we were doing till this point, God is saying, okay, those are the things of the past. I'm going to make something new. For me, this morning, as I was praying for Miss Anita, it was just like a very, nostalgic for me, uh, very much like what I, I went through about like a 24 years ago, this very same time, 24 years ago, my daughter was in the hospital. My daughter was in the hospital, she was two and a half years old. And they had gone in because she had emphysema and on, on a Thursday night, Friday morning, when they took her in there, they had to take her lungs out and clean because the phlegm from her lungs had spilled out her all throughout her body. And the thing is this, Jesus was so real to me in that hospital room as he is real to me this morning. Right. And I was crying out in my heart no words came out of my mouth right and that the three days from that friday that was a good friday the next day was a good friday when they finished her surgery brought her out into the emergency ward she wasn't breathing and they had to put like an artificial asper like the 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 breathing machine on her nose For three days, they were just like taking the blood count to see she was alive. And three days, she was in this coma state. We were calling her name. For three days, we didn't even know whether she's alive. But on that Sunday morning, she woke up. Her eyes opened up. And nothing was like a change. We had to stay back in that hospital 15 days after that. But that Easter Sunday morning, it was like a God just like opened her to show a fresh renewal of our strength. When someone like that, something like that happens in your life and my life, it just changes our perspective forever. And that's exactly what happened to these three women who went there with anointing oil. When they were coming out, they were just like ecstatic. A, a, a they were just like a, so happy. And, and they were also so afraid at the same time. They were rushing. They were running back to the room where the disciples were because they wanted to tell. But here's the thing. Not only it was a historical event that happened, on that particular day. But what happened on that day is an historical event up until now and the future. Why? Every date calculation has been started from this particular day Forward, Your birthday is calculated based on this day. Your wedding is calculated based on this day because the history of the humankind, whether they like it or not, is decided by this day. And the journey that Jesus was on, you know, throughout the history, we have seen how God was never away from every single event that has happened. This morning, here's what I'm going to do. Because there's got to be be some significance. There's got to be some significance for God to do something this magnitude to send his only son, only begotten son, to die for you and me. There's got to be something more. Then you know what we probably understand. So I started to look at the, the Romans. Thought they stole the body for a long time. The Romans were just like a saying this truth, and that's why even amongst them, that when when they were telling that this body of Jesus was stolen, right, they couldn't tolerate the fact that this movement called Christianity, that Christians were just like a growing in leaps and bounds, and that they were so afraid of the number of people giving their life to Christ. And this morning, what I would like to say is that when Jesus was raised from the dead, when he came to see, if his body was stolen, the corpse would not have walked for 40 days on the streets of Jerusalem and Galilee and all the places where he walked all the time. For 40 days, when Jesus was walking around, 500 people have seen Jesus, talked to, ate with. The people that Jesus loved, he showed up in his glorified body. He walked through the doors and he talked to each and everyone, clarified, gave them the fresh renewal. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, people believed. Even Paul writes, if only there was no resurrection, there is no way that we could hold on to anything. Because Jesus predicted his death. Everybody knew, even 500, 700 years ago, the The Isaiah chapter 53 that we saw was written actually 700 years before. Everybody knew at that point how Jesus is going to die. But they also were given text about how he's going to raise up after three days. But nobody remembered, including his disciples. This morning, what I want to do is to take through a journey and look at the word And see, Jesus was not the only one that came alive from being dead. There were nine others, including Jesus. There were ten people that were raised from dead. And we're going to look at every resurrection, and there is a message in every one of these resurrections. And the thing is this, every one of these resurrections this morning, you may say, how does this apply? Because every one of them that where Jesus' hand was upon that resurrection, there is a message that God has. And so this morning, I'm going to go through these 10 resurrections, and at the end we'll see how Jesus' resurrection is different from the other 10. And if you're taking notes, um, I'm going to go to First Kings chapter 17, and uh, this is a chapter, beautiful chapter, where for the very first time, a man named Elijah, a prophet named Elijah, gets introduced for the very first time in First Kings chapter seventeen, right? And the first order of prophecy that Elijah was saying was that there is not going to be rain for three and a half years. He didn't say three and a half years at this point. He said there was not going to be rain in Israel, right? And not to anybody. He told this to the king of this nation. It's almost like, uh, you know, some, someone coming and going to President Biden's office and telling him from tomorrow that this nation is, is going to have no rain, right, and, uh, or you know, this nation's going to be flooded with, you know, terrorists or this nation's going to be taken over. So the president of this nation is going to just like react to such a message. And so was the king of Israel. Ahab said, let's get this guy, Elijah, kill him. And so Elijah, after giving a prophecy, he's running and hiding himself. And when he was hiding himself, in a brook, God sends a raven to feed this this prophet. And the, and the thing is that raven is known for like a, taking the food. Raven is is not from one of these American schools where the sharing is is uh, is part of their culture. They would not share any food with anyone, but God made even ravens share the food. And here's the thing. There was a period in time, the brook where the water was coming, dried up. And so God told in this whole chapter, I would love for you to just like take a moment to read this entire chapter. I'm going to condense it this morning. So God told the prophet, okay, okay, the water is taken away. The food, the fresh food is not coming. Here's what I want you to do. Go to this place, and there, would, there you would find this lady, a widow with her son, and tell her to give you food. And so he goes out there, and the woman says, mm, I don't have food for tomorrow. I only have like a one meal right now. I was just uh, listening to uh, and a an interview where they they were just like asking um uh, these young girls what uh what um and who was their uh, uh role model and so each of these kids were saying like uh, um this uh, uh woman or mother trees and all kinds of things but his his like a handful of these children as I was listening to, were saying, my, my grandma is a role model. My mother is a role model. And so the next question, he comes around to those girls that were saying, my mom is a role model. Here's one kid, and she said, like, my mom can make a dinner out of nothing, right? She was just, like, so happily saying how oh, her mom can do everything. She can just, like, fix everything, that is broken so she was just like a saying so much about her mom the same way here right this mother was doing everything possible she was picking up sticks making food and she told the prophet prophet so sorry I only have like a you know food for one meal we were going to eat that food and die and the prophet says make that food for me hmm if I were in that place I would have said come on prophet I only have one meal. If I give that to you, why would I want to give that to you? But she never questioned the prophet. When God gives you a vision, don't question him. God gives you a direction. Don't question him. It may not make sense at that point in time. What God is giving it to you. But God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's been doing before the foundations of the earth. God knew exactly when Jesus was going to show up. God knew when he was going to be crucified. God knew when he's going to come out of that grave. God knew when the new heaven's going to be built. God knew that we're all going to be there. Eventually, this path that we are going through is very temporal, but we are heading over to a nation that is going to have eternal significance. So here, the the prophet says, no worries, make some food and see what happens. And so she made that, she was disciplined and obedient, and she made the food, gave it to the prophet, and here's what happened. From that point on, that barrel, that, that you know, container that had that flour never dried up. God, she went and took flour every single day to make food, and the next day when she came, that container was filled again. She would take the food for the next day, then come back, the container will be full again. God is a supplier, an infinite supplier, He knows what we need and he provides what we need. And that's what happened. But here's what something happened to that woman. And here, in those days, the sons were taking care of their moms, especially if there is no father, right? But all of a sudden, that son falls sick and dies. And she runs over to the prophet and says, I was so worried about the food, and you gave me food, but now I don't have somebody to take care. And that was the first recorded resurrection in the Bible where the prophet brings that boy alive. Here's the lesson that God is saying to us in that resurrection, that if he says he's going to take care of everything He's not going to only take care of what we prayed for, he can take care of what we haven't prayed for. He will give us what we need and more than what we need. He he he's just like he gives us the energy to fight the battle for today, but he also knows to give grace for tomorrow. He is the God who knows how to give good things to his children and he will never take away when we are suffering, what is needed for us will be given. And God says in this resurrection that she only asked for the food, but I will take care of her rest of this life. The next one comes in Second Kings chapter 4. It's talking about a Shunammite woman. And this woman, she was married, but she never had a child. But... Here's the thing, now we are talking about Elisha, it is Elijah's prodigy, right? Elijah, when those days, these prophets would go from city to city, and when they go from city to city, they are on their own. Even Paul, when he went from one place to the other, he was working, making tents. They didn't have like a job that they were paid and comfortable, they were not given a church for the salary, they, were, they have to go work for themselves and take care of their ministry, right? So, she saw this prophet come so many times to her town, and she saw how he didn't have a place to stay, so she made a room in her house for the prophet to stay every single time he passed by that town. And uh, when When the prophet heard that she didn't have a son, then he prophesied for the goodness that she showed it to the prophet she she She's just like a you know um not even asking the prophet for a son, but prophet knew exactly what was just like a broken inside of her heart, and he just like a prophesied to have a son. This is what God does sometimes. We don't even know what to pray for. But if we are crying in our heart, God knows and hears our hearts cry, right? And here, she's given a son. And the time passes by, the son gets a headache. And the headache was so heavy. And that, she, in, that in that one sickness, this son, this miracle son that was given to her dies. And the woman was so strong, this Shunammite woman was so strong, she left to go see the prophet. She wanted to make sure that the prophet would come and just like a raise her son. She was so strong. Today morning I'm here. When I'm reading this thing, when I'm reading through this material in this 2nd uh, Kings chapter 4, God has put that same strength, the Shunammite woman's strength in every one of us. We, We cannot be just like a cribbing over every small thing that went wrong in our life and just like a keep complaining to God. We should have the strength to just like a walk over before the presence of God and talk to him because God would love for us to show up every single morning in his courtyard. God knows that we have one place that we can go to and get our answers for every question that we have. God knows the place to revive is in our closet. And so this woman goes there and the prophet sends a stick over with his servant to touch his head and he's not resurrected with a stick. And then the prophet comes and then the boy is resurrected. This is a second account in the Bible, where someone who was dead for a while came back alive. I hear so many times on TV the evangelist and the radio evangelist talking about like a, you know dying. I went to heaven, saw this, and came back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are fine, and yes, you know we can go and see the heaven and come back, but. Nothing like a completely dead like this boy that was dead and came alive because it was days before he came alive. And here's the thing. What God is saying through this resurrection is that every battle, every struggle, every trial, every tribulation, when it is taken before God, even that is dead in your life, will come back alive, the marriage that is dead will come back alive, the, the, the business that is dead will come back alive, the, the, the relationship with the children that's broken will come back alive. God says, when you take them before me, I'm going to turn things around, the world will have no answer for. The next one is also on Second Kings chapter 13. This is a unique resurrection. Let me first talk about what really happened, and then what is the significance of it. There were Moabites. Moabites are known for, like, raiders. They are like the thieves, the bunch of thieves, right? And when they went for one of those, uh, you know, raids, what happened was the people... uh, you know, something happened in the fight and one of the Moabites gets killed, right? And what they did is like, a, just like a, how there was a tomb that was nearby in that cave and they threw the body of this thief into that grave. And behold, this guy who was dead just came back alive. I cannot believe like this guy who's dead killed massacred, when thrown into this cave, came back alive. And you and I might be wondering, this guy is a thief. Why would God just like a, use a miracle upon this thief? But there is an undone business with that story. The undone business is this. That grave is where Elisha, the 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 one who brought the life to the Shunammite woman, his body was buried. Okay, you might say, okay, that's all fair and good, but why would a thief get the grace? It should have been given to somebody else. Fair enough. But here's the thing. When Elisha and Elijah, Elijah was the chief and Elisha was the prodigy, of this prophet, uh, Elijah, right? Elijah and Elisha. And when Elisha wanted this double portion from his master, he gives a command that says, if only you see me go up in this air, like this direction, this way, and my shawl falls in this direction. He gives like so many options, right? And everything has to be aligned. The thing is this God is a God that breaks every odds in your life and my life. He never will let the odds of this earth win over his children. That's why we believe very strongly in Proverbs 2 to 6. The odds are against our children. The odds are against the next generation. Odds are against African-American people. Odds are against, you know, the next generation that's coming out of school that is dropping out. The odds are against the children that are growing up in this country. But here's the thing. God is a God who breaks out every odds. And he gives hope. And here's what happened. Exactly like what his master said The thing happened, and Elisha knew that he got a double portion of double the miracle of like what his master has done. In the entire life of Elijah, he did 16 miracles. If Elijah had done 16 miracles, you go and read the Bible, Elisha, has done only 31 miracles when he was alive. It was one shot of the double portion. And God knew that his word will come alive and true. And so when the Moabite thief was thrown into the grave of Elisha, God knew the 32nd hasn't happened. When the body of the Moabite thief touched the bones, of Elijah, his body came alive, because God wasn't done with Elijah. Even the dead bones of Elijah was doing a miracle. Sometimes we think we need to do something to make a miracle happen, but God doesn't need you and me for the miracle to happen. God knows when he decides to bring back life, when he decides to bring back what is dead, he doesn't need our help or strength. He can take a dead bone and make a life out of it. That's the, the third resurrection recorded in the Bible. Those are the three in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we have some more. Here's the thing. After Jesus was crucified and dead, if you go to Matthew chapter 27 and read, right, it says on verse 51, "Behold, the veil of the temple was torn into two from the top to bottom. And the earthquake and the rock were split. We saw that two days ago. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the graves after his resurrection. They went into the holy city and appeared to marry. When Jesus was raised from the dead on this particular day, it wasn't just Jesus that rose from the dead. There were many who were dead before, raised up. We don't even have a count. Nobody even knows how many. When when we get to heaven, this is why it is so important that because of him, we are going to be raised up with him one day. Raised up with him, just like these many. Nobody prayed for them. Nobody. Probably I've not even know. And the Bible has no account of, like, why those people were raised. When we get to heaven, we can ask God, what was the significance of these many bodies that were raised? When Jesus' tomb left, the, the body left the, the tomb where Jesus was, you know, lying down. And when he came out, he would have looked around and said, oh, you all that were here, okay. I'm going to not just go all by myself to heaven. Let me take a handful of you with me. That's what happened. And resurrection of body. This is the fourth incident that we see in the Bible where the bodies were resurrected. The fifth incident comes in Luke chapter 7. And uh, there was a, a widow. Her son was, was dead. And she was the, the only breadwinner. And the funeral procession was going, and while the funeral procession was happening, Jesus happens to be coming across this procession. And the Bible says in Luke 7, verses 11 to 15, it so happened. Nothing in God's kingdom is so happened. Nothing is uh, coincidental in, in uh, God's calendar. In fact, the very thing that we are celebrating here, the Easter, was this morning, this very moment in God's kingdom is not a coincidence. This sunrise service when everybody else is sleeping and the sun is about to come out and, and this moment, this very second that we are in, this time, not the geographical location, this time that we are in is already predetermined. But in this case, a large crowd of people were around Jesus, and as they were coming through, there was this dead man was carried, and he was the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. and And the thing is, when Lord thirteen verse thirteen says, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, "Do not weep." Then he came. And touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. What I am asking you this morning for you to do is this. Whatever is dead in your life, I do not know what is broken or what is making you cry, what is making you toss and making your pillow wet. I have no idea what that is. But this morning, God is transferring this authority over to your mouth and my mouth. And say to that thing that looked like dead, that has nothing that is left in that situation or a circumstance or a bill or a financial situation that looked dead. And God is saying to give you that authority and power this morning to say, arise, arise. And that we will see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords do a miraculous thing in your life, in my life. The sixth incident happened when Jesus again was on this earth. And here's the thing, that there was a, a, a man named Jairus comes to Jesus in Luke chapter 8, and it is there in 41 and 42. He's asking Jesus to come home because his daughter is sick and dying while Jesus was out there, you know, ministering to the people and uh, hearing and healing others. This is the thing that happened at this miracle. This is the time when that lady comes through the crowd that was sick for 12 years, came and touched the body, the the clothing, the hem of his garment got healed, and Jesus turned around and said, who touched me, right? And here's the thing, Jesus, this is one miracle where Jesus wasn't even involved because of the faith of that woman, she touched and got healed. She was sick for 12 years. And this is why the Bible is just so deep in some of these areas, and the Jairus' daughter was 12 as well. God can heal the past, and God can heal the future. God can heal that 12 years ago this woman that was fallen sick on the very time when Jairus' daughter was born was healing the past and the future. He's going to heal the future as well. And so here's what happened. While he was still talking to this woman, somebody from Jairus' house comes and says, your daughter is dead. And Jesus walks and tells Jairus, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. And he goes into the house, and he did not allow anybody, but Peter, James, John, and the father and mother of this girl, that's all was there in that room. And he told the women outside that were weeping, don't weep, for she's still sleeping. Right, And the people were making fun of Jesus. Here's the thing. When you go to the workplace tomorrow, When you go to the place where you have something that you need to deliver for tomorrow. And if God has told you to do certain things for Him, don't let the norms of the world stop you from doing what God is asking you to do. And that's what is going to bring the miracle in your life and my life. If God reminds you in the middle of the day to close your eyes to pray, if God reminds you about something that you need to be doing undone, if God reminds you to make a phone call to somebody to pray with, if God reminds you to call someone to reconcile, if God reminds you in the middle of the day to do something, drop everything and do what God's asking you to do because God has a purpose. Sometimes when people are in need of a prayer, what comes out of their mouth is not delivering them from what they are going through. God would remind that person to you so you can pray for that person. Whatever may be the case, God's going to remind you. The world will think, what can this do? But you and I know God can do. Move mountains, raise up the army, and build what is lost with just one word coming out of your mouth. And that's what happened. When Jesus went there, he said, like, which means, like, raise up, little girl. And that in a moment's notice, she rose up. The Bible says she arose immediately. It wasn't like a, a miracle where God had to do Like uh, jump up and down and touch this and touch that. And God decides to do a miracle in your life. He's going to do it immediately. And here's what happened. He commanded that she she be given something to eat and her parents were astonished. But he charged them to tell no one what had happened. That was the sixth incident and the seventh incident i'm going to go a tiny bit faster the seventh incident of resurrection happened in john chapter 11 and here's the long chapter that you need to read actually 44 verses 1 through 44 it's talking about lazarus and his two sisters mary um you know and martha and you have heard this story so many times and Lazarus has been dead for three, four days when Jesus came into the town. And uh, when Jesus called out that uh, that day, the Lazarus who was dead for many days came alive, walked out. Here's the thing. When Jesus called out, he called out with a specific name, if he only has said, hey, you, inside that cave, come out. I'm sure there's like a several others, like the other chapter that he's read. Many would have come out, but it was very specific. He called his name out. And in fact, he attaches the city from where he is from. When we are making prayers before God, God is asking us to be specific in our prayer request we don 't want to be generic we don 't want to be like the the pageant queens who comes there shaking her hand to say, "I need world peace." Those are all good, but there are moments that when you go before God, you want to be specific, asking God like a Gideon, I want this wet cloth, I want this to be dry cloth. I want this sign to be shown." I want you to show up in my life. There are so many times when I see everything, every door that's being out there is locked. I would just like to cry out to God and say, God, open this door. I need to get through this narrow gate. And God has always opened the door. And the narrow doors will have no chance when God is on your side. And God wants us to be specific in our prayer. God doesn't want a generic prayer. Sometimes when we pray, in the middle of the prayer, I've seen people giving God information, telling God, "God, my son is this. God, this this woman named, you know, uh, Shana and her son is just this, and he went to work this morning." and his car ignition when it was turned on, it made this noise and they drove five miles and then pulled over at this exit. So it's almost like giving God instruction of like, you know, of what happened. But here, God is saying, get to the point. Tell me exactly what are you looking for. We need to tell God the specifics of what we need. Like what, you know, Jesus was doing at this grave to bring Lazarus alive. And that uh, this is a constant reminder for every believer. When you want to see resurrection happen in your life and in my life, we need to be specific in our ask. That's the seventh incident the Bible records. The eighth one was this woman who makes clothes, uh, Her name is Tabitha, Tabitha, right? It comes in Acts chapter 9. And when she made the clothes, read the verses 36 to 42. That's where all of these are recorded. And here's the thing. When she made clothes for the needy and gave it to them, there were so many people that were getting blessed because of her. And when... There was a moment in time she fell sick and she dies. The people around were actually so saddened and they went to Peter and they were asking Peter to come and just like a, you know, pray over this woman. Here's the thing, when God blesses you and me, we need to be graceful with the people. We need to be, you know, in our heart, abundant in our mindset, in in what we have in our hand. When we give what we have in our hand, God will always fill what has been given. Just like that widow woman's container, he's going to fill yours and mine. And that's what happened to this woman named Tabitha. She was always giving to the people. Even a cup of water given in his name will not be taken for granted. And Jesus you know, will never take what you have done for him for granted. There are so many times I've seen the people who actually are are, are are just like doing it, you know, sacrificially, like my uncle. He did so many times. He never expected people to give back. He was always giving it to the people. That's why. Not only him is blessed, his family is blessed. His family is blessed for 16 generations. His sons and daughters have no scarcity. Why? Because of the goodness of the Father. The one thing that we can leave for the next generation is the goodness that we have done to the people and the mercy and grace will follow your generation and my generation. The ninth incident Comes in Acts chapter twenty, where Acts twenty verses seven through twelve, there is a boy named Eutychus. He was a young boy. He was listening to Paul on a. You know, it, 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 this happens even in India when you go in so many places when you go on a Sunday morning service. The church is so full that people would be hanging out of that church corridor. They would be watching services. Uh, from outside somebody will be watching through the window someone standing up the whole time watching the services and so here this boy was just like you know watching the service from the third third story or the third floor and this whole time that he was watching the service that Paul was speaking somewhere in this just like you know today morning you all raised up so early to be in the service but you know the sleep is inviting you back to the bed. You know, the same thing happened to this guy. He was sleepy and he fell down from the third floor, right? And when Paul saw that, the Bible says, Paul went down, fell on him and embracing him, do not trouble yourself for his life is in him. And he became alive. The reason why he became alive is because of the proximity he had with the one who can do that miracle. Today, if you're looking for a miracle, you need to be in a proximity, closer to God, closer to his word, closer to his things. God is pleased when his people are together in one accord. There may be differences that you may have with your church or your pastor or the people around. But God is saying, when you are in close proximity with me, I will review and renew every single relationship. When we are in the close proximity with God, we can hear what God is saying to you and me When we are in close proximity with his word, his word will come alive in your life and my life. That's what happened. If only this boy has fell from the third floor and Paul wasn't next to him, this miracle of resurrection wouldn't have happened. And the last, the tenth one, is the one that we just read this morning from Mark. And it was recorded Even in the book of uh, uh, other Gospels, like uh, Luke, when he writes, he he gives a little bit more detail on this verse 24. Uh, Chapter 24, verses 1 through 8, uh, he's talking about like uh, the angel standing there, and the same three women showed up, and God was just like uh, speaking to that woman, and these women just went running back to tell. But in fact, what I really like about is, is the one where Paul is talking about the 10th revival or the resurrection. He says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen. Hmm. In fact, this chapter, the 15th chapter of the first Corinthians is so beautiful because Paul even gives an account of everything that happened. You know when these records were written that we hold as a Bible, it was written within the hundred years of the incident that happened. No text in the world, no sacred text in the world, no Gita, no Bhagavad Gita, no um, you know, Quran, no uh, you know, text that were written... You know, across this entire you know uh, gamut of all these gods that show up everywhere, nobody has a text as closest to the Bible, right? And when when Paul was writing, this would have been somewhere in the sixty four A D, sixty seventy years within the reason of all time, he's writing about, you know, when Christ was risen, he. He saw that, uh, you know, that, that there were like a people like Kaipas who saw him. There was like a people um, that were walking on the streets uh, uh, for 40 days. Uh, 500 witnesses saw him. But here's the thing. He says, if only Jesus hasn't risen from the dead, all our faith will be futile. But here's the more important thing that Paul's writing On 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20, he is the first fruit. Jesus was the first fruit. What does it mean by he's the first fruit? We've heard about this first fruit when it comes to like a tithing and everything. But what does it mean by Jesus has become the first fruit? Here's the thing. All the other nine that were raised from the dead died again. Jesus was the only one that came alive, resurrected, never died again. He is the first of many that is already offered before God. What that means is that there was no death that happened to Jesus And he was the first of those that never died again after being raised from the dead. Every other person, no religious leader, no religious deity has ever died and came back again. No, you know noble person or the you know, the highest regarded people when they died never came back alive except for the first fruit of Jesus Christ who was the only one that came back alive. We don't have to fear the death anymore because we are not going to die again. If you are born again one time, then you don't have to die twice. You only die once. And then You go into the presence of this holy God. That death cannot intimidate us because we're not going to die again. He's the first fruit of the ones who died once, but never, when he was resurrected, he never saw the death again. When Jesus came out of the grave, he stripped out every power and every authority from the hands of the enemy. Every one of us, these stories that we read this morning, every one of those persons, you know, when they finished their task, they died and went. But here, this morning, this is the assurance. When Jesus came alive, when, when everybody saw Jesus, The one thing is for sure about everyone that they saw. One thing is for certain that there is a life after death. You and I are invited to that marriage supper that's going to be set up. When we read in Revelations chapter 22, when we go, if you have your Bible, I want you to go to Revelations. Chapter 22. This is the last chapter of the entire Bible. And this is the time when John was given a vision. Every other disciple, every other apostle that followed Jesus were so vibrant and they were just like looking forward to this very moment that John had a vision for. It says, he showed me God showed John, the first verse says, He showed me a pure river, a water of life. God showed him in the throne room, in the heavenlies, in the place that we are going to see in the future, there is a pure river, a water of life. No more death in that water. We will be raised up into this room one day, right? Clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street, on either side of the river, was a tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, and each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the lamp shall be in it. And a servant shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads. They shall be, there shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor a light of the sun but the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Then he said, these words are faithful and true. Here's the thing. We serve a God who is faithful. And we meditate upon this a couple of weeks ago on a Friday night. This body that we are here currently in is going to be transformed into a glorious body. With this body that we have, we cannot be in the presence of God. Every time the Bible talks about a new body that we are going to have, we think that in that body we will not get fat and we can eat the ice cream and cake and all those things. But here's the thing. More important thing is this. When we wear that new suit and go to Him in that new body. We can face the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and our eyes will not be blown off and our ears will not be blown off. We're going to have a time where there is no more curse, no more tears. And God is preparing you and me for that day. This morning, this service that we are going through, this sunrise service is nothing but a reminder of what's going to happen for you and me. And this day, this resurrection, is going to bring back life in your life and my life on the things that were dead for years. And God is saying, just like I raised those nines from their dead, I'm gonna raise all of those things that has been dead, the relationship that that has been dead, the business that has been dead for years, the financial condition that's been dead for years, uh, the brokenness in the heart that's been there for years, uh, and the renewal of your spirit to do something. These 20, 120 men caused this movement called Christianity to become 2.3 billion. Even India and, um, and China put together are still less than the number of people and the number of Christians across this world, and that happened because these disciples, these apostles, never gave up when they saw their King and the King of Kings showed up in
2: their room. Praise the Lord, brethren. Thank you, Cyril. Amen. Father, Amen for your message from your servant. Thank you. Thank you were raising your son on this Easter Sunday. Wow, what Mary, Magdalene, and Mary and Salome experienced that first Sunday morning. But he said, the tomb was empty. The tomb was empty, and they were petrified, but they were excited, and they didn't know, they were afraid. They didn't know what to think because he was risen. Well, oh God, you will raise a fresh renewal in our minds. God will raise a fresh renewal, and thank you for that message, that reminder when that went out to everyone that He was a, he was, the tomb was empty. He will give us what we need and what we asked for, with so much more. All the ten, the ten people that were that were raised, and only one. Only one, our Lord and Savior, will never never die again. Never die again. Jesus is the first who will never die again after being raised from the dead. The first fruit. Keep your proximity to him who can only heal. He wants us to be specific in our prayer requests. And don't let the norms of the day, norms of the day, get in the way when God nudges you to drop everything and do what He wants you to do. Only listen to Him. He will raise every battle, every trial, every business, every name that was been dead, He will raise that back to life. Just rest assured on the bedrock of our faith. Today is the bedrock of our faith that we celebrate Easter. The bedrock, everything that we believe in, all of our faith is is on today when he says there's when the when the world says there's no way there's always a way nothing's ever dead with him amen lord sarah amen
0: for those on the line who are new i I did not mention in the beginning that we will have communion and as i'm doing the communion prayer if you do not have your elements please get them even if it's just water and a piece of bread Amen. Lord Jesus, we bow before you in humility and ask you to examine our hearts today. Show us anything that is not pleasing to you. Reveal any secret pride, any unconfessed sin, rebellion, or unforgiveness that may be hindering our relationship with you. We know that we are your beloved children having received you into our hearts and lives, and having accepted your death as penalty for our sinfulness. The price you paid covers us for all time, and our desire is to live for you. As we take the bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us, and to all who will receive you. Thank you for your extravagant love and unmerited favor. Thank you that your death gave us life, abundant life now and eternal life forever. We receive this bread in remembrance of you. And in the same way, we take this cup, representing your blood poured out from a splintered cross, You are the supreme sacrifice for all of our sin, past, present, and future. Today, we remember and celebrate the precious gift of life you gave us through the blood you spill. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. 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 This morning, before we take part in the communion, I want to, just like what Ms. Sarah said, let's examine our hearts. Examine our hearts to the places where we have doubts. Examine our hearts to the place where we have hurt and pain. Examine our hearts to the place where we need healing. Examine our hearts where we need hope. If there is a burden that you have brought in before the King. This is the time to lay that down at the foothills of Calvary. This is a beautiful day. You don't want to take that burden away from this message. Leave them here at the foothills of Calvary. Leave every burden because the Bible says, uh, you know, He can handle any pressure and pain and and the burdens. The Bible says, uh, you know, His uh, Yoke is easy and his birth is light. And may the good Lord take away every heaviness of your heart this morning. And if this bread and that drink that you're going to give, God's going to renew the relationship and heal your body. A lot of times the healing doesn't come because we go to him like a window shopping. Expect a miracle to happen in your life. Expect something to break out. Push God for a miracle this morning because uh, he's ready to give. Like the Shunammite woman could have just taken that for granted and said, ah, I didn't didn't have a son. I had a small taste of uh, raising a son and he's gone. Let me live the rest of my life. No, that's not what her attitude was. This is a dominion. God has given it to me. This marriage is his dominion. This relationship is his dominion. This business is his dominion. None of those things was let down, you know, are going to drains. Without him, there is no redemption, no revival. None of those things will ever go down if we become like the Shunammite woman. I'm asking you this morning, before you take the bread and drink this cup of what you have prepared for, I want you to remember that thing that made you toss and turn last night when you went to sleep. Bring that before. Some of those things may not be pleasing to God. Some of those things will sting.
2: Sting. And God is saying,
1: I can handle it all. Bring them to me. In the book of Matthew, chapter 26, in the last night before he was crucified, He brought his disciples together. They were eating together. And in the middle of their dinner, Jesus took the bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body. This morning, as you are taking that, know this for sure, nothing of the past is going to stay the way it was. There's going to be renewal In your spirit, renewal in your marriage, renewal in your circumstance, renewal in that relationship. Take this bread with an expectation.
2: And he took a cup and then he had given
1: thanks and he gave it to them. Drink of it, all of you. For this is my body of of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. As we take this drink, know this for sure. He's a God who can clean us all with his Hesop just white as snow this morning whatever may be the circumstance there are times that we haven't been on the right side of the wrong
2: Mm.
1: we've caused some of these mistakes ourselves but God is saying when you bring them to me I am the door I am the resurrection I am the light I am the salt and as you drink this cup know this for sure everything that happened up until this point is erased. We are new, fresh, and anointed. Take this cup.
2: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The conference has been unmuted.
1: Father God, we come before you. This morning, Father God, as we took the bread and Drink that cup, Father God. We know there is something new has happened. All world is gone. We are made new. And our flesh is made renewed this morning. God, execute what you know how to execute well, Father God. For every one of my brothers and sisters on this line, and including me, Father God, Open the doors that has been shut and renew the relationship and bring the healing into our bodies. Lord. As you know, how to give good gifts to your children, show yeah. us, Father God, a fresh renewal, fresh anointing upon every one of us this morning. Yes, Lord. Blow our minds away, Father God, from thinking mm-hmm. in our terms, but think in your terms, Father God. Open oh, the Jesus. doors of heaven and the balconies and fill our house with the blessing that we cannot hold. Yes.
2: Yes.
1: Open us, Father God, the doors oh, God. so we can walk in with boldness and courage and know that you are the King of kings and the Lord of Lords yes. that's going before us.
0: Yeah. Father
1: God, help us, Father God, with our unbelief and remove that from the east to west How uh, far, Father God, that we wanted to stay away from what you have already called us to be renewed, Father God, this life. Yes, Lord no, Jesus.
0: Thank,
1: Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Father. This morning, I pray for all of my brothers and sisters, Father yeah. God,
2: okay.
1: just she like
2: wanted.
1: that widow who lost her son, mm-hmm. Father God, we are standing before you, not knowing what is next for us, but you know what is next for us.
2: Yes,
1: you can renew, Father yes, God, Jesus. what is dead this morning.
2: Yes. Yes. God,
1: give us, uh, like the Shunammite woman, the strength that we need this morning, oh God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: God, that we don't want to leave the hem of your garment this morning without seeing our sons come alive, our daughters come alive in this life. Father God, right now we lift our children before you, Father God. If there is any deadness in our children, Father God, let that be renewed this morning, Father God. Thank you, Lord. God, I just pray not only for us, Father God, when you were raised from the dead and went up to heaven, Father God, we, you brought so many, multitude were raised from the grave, Father God. I pray for everyone that we touch, our brothers, our sisters, mm-hmm. uh, our friends, our co-workers, our people mm-hmm. that we have come across in this life. If there is anyone that is dead in their walk with you, Father God, we pray this morning that you we will renew us. their church. strength, Father God. God. Everyone that we have touched in we this life, that church. That, church. That, Father God, we the people really that, that sat next earth. to us, Father God.
2: Yes Lord. yes,
1: Lord. Hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah.
2: Thank you, you Jesus. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. hallelujah.
0: hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank hallelujah! Thank you, hallelujah.
1: hallelujah, hallelujah, oh hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, oh
1: hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, oh break the bondage of oh, God.
2: Thank you. Oh,
1: hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, Even the things that we thought was dead in our life, Father God. When you intersect on the street, that dead body came alive, Father God. This morning we pray. Even help the things that we thought was live. dead, Father God, live it with you, Father yes, God, no. because you yes, come no. across in the middle of the road, in the middle of our deadness, Father God, you can bring a life. Oh, God, thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
2: Oh, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah, hallelujah. Even when the world says it's done, Father God, it is not done. Unless the Father says it's done, it's not done. Father God, unless he says it's done, it's not done, Father God. God, Just like the Jairus' daughter, when the world said everything was done, Father God, you still raised his daughter from being dead. Hallelujah. 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 Just like those two of the sisters pleading for her, their, their brother. Father God, we plead for our brothers. in your name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray for our brothers. God, today morning we pray for those brothers. That we came across in our life. Oh, God.
2: Oh, hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, when Tabitha was dead, Father God, the people were crying out for her because of the goodness came out of her hands, Father God. God, I pray this morning for all the pastors and evangelists and the leaders of this Christian community, Father God, yes. that, has, that has done good for your kingdom, Father God,
0: yes.
1: if there is any pastor this morning, his hands are weak. Father God, if he is needing, and if he's crying out for the resources this morning, Father God, not knowing how to pay the bills, Father God, God not knowing exactly this moment in time that there is a man of God and a woman of God who has done everything for you, has given you the cup of water,
2: God who's, who's
1: always been taking care of the poor and the needy, And who's always been in ready mode with his shoes on, Father God, if there is a pastor out there, an evangelist out there, if there is a minister of gospel out there crying this morning on his knees, Father God, show mercy on them, Father God. Show mercy on them, oh God. Revive them, Father God. Renew their strength, Father God. Give them the energy that they need, Father God. God. Don't yes, let yes. them go down to this grave without seeing what oh, you have given it to them, oh God hallelujah 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, yes. hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, just like a Eudicchu, if we have done any mistakes, father God, yes. and fallen short of your glory, yes. God, this morning, wipe them out, Father God, clean us yes. all like a Hesop. Yes,
0: yes.
1: Clean them all out, Father God. We want yeah, to yeah. be used. We want to <laughs> be spent and spent for the gospel, oh God, this morning. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hallelujah, Father. We want to see you face to face one day in that throne room yeah. with our new bodies. that yeah. death has no sting, oh God. Oh,
0: yeah. Hallelujah. There is no
1: condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We yeah. surrender ourselves into your mighty hands. God, you take the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. 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 the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Thank the Lord. You.
1: Praise Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Happy Easter, everyone. Having a blessed Sunday yes. for everyone yes. for being here. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank, Thank you
0: everyone for joining us. Happy Praise Easter the Lord. Happy Easter. Happy yes.
1: Easter. Happy Easter.
0: Happy Easter everyone. Happy Easter hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. Everybody have a blessed a blessed week.
1: Yes Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Jesus. Amen
1: everybody. Hallelujah. Happy Easter
0: to you. Happy Easter everybody have a wonderful day amen. 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 A amen amen thank you jesus
1: hallelujah thank you
0: jesus That's your and your family y'all have a happy easter
1: thank you amen. thank you very much praise, praise the lord praise the lord hallelujah. 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 hallelujah thank you
0: jesus hallelujah thank you lord
1: mm. thank you lord hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Oh, praise, praise Lord
0: your God. name. Praise your holy and righteous name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
2: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Thank you, Lord. Thank
0: you.